you're listening to Parenting Naked, a collaborative navigating the celebrations and challenges of parenting. Hi, welcome back. This is Misty White with the Parenting Naked Collaborative. Today's topic is going to be around preparing for pregnancy. If you were lucky enough to have thought about wanting to get pregnant and had a plan of getting your body healthy and getting your home and environment and surrounding ready to prepare for a healthy baby. One of the reasons why I thought about this topic is because I took a human sexuality course in my undergrad class and I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. And when I got there, I realized that it was really about human sexuality, like reproduction. And I thought it was just really cool, but it was the professors in there were a husband and wife team. And I think that they had a fertility clinic and they were talking about, you know, if you could do one thing, the one thing that to prepare for baby is to start taking prenatal vitamins like months before even thinking about getting pregnant. And I remember one of my girlfriends, <laughs> she was dating her um, soon to be husband at the time. And I remember like the next day she started taking prenatal vitamins. <laughs> And we were still like an undergrad. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) I hope you're not thinking about having a baby, but she always wanted to be a mom always. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh my God, that's so far down the road. So I just want to talk about like, did we have a chance to prepare? And if so, what did that look like? I mean, I guess I can start. My husband and I, before we even got married, he was very upfront about wanting to be a dad. And so we had come to an agreement that we would get married first because that was a family value. And we tease now that that's the only reason why we're married is because he wanted to have children. (laughs) That was our agreement. I know that's not true, but we tease about it quite often. So the plan was that the day we got married, we would start to have or try to have a baby. And I remember at the wedding, his dad giving a speech was like, it's time to get her done. And it was so embarrassing, but they all were very family oriented. So uh, we went on our honeymoon and I got off my birth control pill, which I'd been Did you go on your honeymoon like right after you got married? Yes. So I think we took a day to get ready and then we left for 14 days. Yeah. So you were prepared to literally conceive days after you got <laughs> days after. Yes. Wow. But in my mind, Gretchen, <laughs> was that I had been on birth control. Yeah, yeah. I've been on birth control since I was 15 years mm-hmm. old, not because I was sexually active. Um, but yeah, in my mind, I was like, we're going to have months. Like my body is not going to get pregnant that quickly. Um, and mm-hmm. so it was like literally the day we got married, I was like, okay, I'll throw my pillow away. And I think it was probably about 14 days into the marriage we wow. conceived. Probably um, your first cycle. Probably. Yeah. Wow. And so For that, yes. So that was hard because I was like, oh my God, what? Like, no way are, are we pregnant already. So I didn't really have time to prepare. And I feel bad because there was drinking involved. Just got married, went to Hawaii, had our honeymoon. Um, Lots of my ties. Yeah. <laughs> so when I did find out that I was pregnant, the very first thing that I did was started taking prenatal vitamins because I remember the class mm-hmm. saying, if you do one thing, that's one thing you need to do. And of course, gave up all alcohol at that point. I remember going to my first prenatal visit and I was like, I just gave my child fetal alcohol disorder or exposure. <laughs> and my doctor is like, not you are going to be fine. Um, So that was just kind of the beginning steps for me when I found out that I was pregnant. 
Well, for us, Sean and I were married for about a year, somewhere in there. I didn't really think about it. What was kind of prompting us to jump in and have children right away was Sean had older parents and significantly older. They didn't adopt Sean and his sister until they were in their mid-40s to late-40s. And I just knew I wasn't going to be an old grandparent or an old parent. Mm -hmm. So really, we didn't make any any decisions or changes to our life except to consider what kind of house we might live in because it Mm -hmm. would need to have a room for the baby. And how old were you two? So I was 24 when I got pregnant, 25 by the time Andrew was born, and then 27 when my second Carter came. But no, we didn't. I was already living a pretty healthy lifestyle, um, working in group living, trying to lead a very good example for some very troubled girls. So I think I was already living that kind of ideal. Of course, we enjoyed drinking and partying on the weekends and getting together with friends. But besides that, um, it was really easy. I didn't like taking prenatal vitamins. I would have never taken them beforehand to prepare, but some, some changes that I made or things that I was very intentional about was making sure I was sleeping well, sleeping enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I did cut caffeine out of my diet altogether for the most part towards the end of my pregnancy. There were a few of those late nights because I was working in group living where I was still at work till one in the morning. I would have a soft drink, a caffeinated soft drink. Yeah. Um, but it was limiting, you know, one a week kind of. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's so much controversy around caffeine. I remember, um, talking to my doctor about that as well. And they were like, you can have so many like milligrams mm-hmm. a day or something like that. It was like mm-hmm. equivalent to like a six to eight ounce oh, cup geez. of coffee a yeah. day. And it was mm-hmm. like, that mm-hmm. is your max. And, um, I did, I did a cup of coffee almost every day, but I think I did it more for the creamer <laughs> and for the coffee itself, but it was hard because I like chai tea too. So you have to also be cognizant of what tea you're drinking right. as well. Cause you're, yeah, you have to think about what, well, yeah, cause yeah. some caffeine, yeah. like a green tea has more caffeine than coffee yeah. does, Yeah, but people think tea is not as, I think mm-hmm. people often think there's like a misconception that tea is like less potent than coffee. Yeah. Um, but I also heard that that is only true for the first trimester, mm-hmm. that that's when the risk for the risk is associated with miscarriage. So mm-hmm. that's what the not limiting caffeine is about. But I drank caffeine the whole time. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Right. Every day. I never cut out my cup of coffee. And the girls are fine. Yeah. I, I, I did. I was, I will say in the first trimester, I was, I, I backed off. But you don't want to see me without my morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's better for all around me. Yeah. I'd say when I was pregnant, I was very deliberate about my diet, but there were mm-hmm. other things I wasn't willing to give up. I love soaking in the tub at night. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't take the advice of not being in a hot bath or hot tub. Mm-hmm. And my kids are okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought taking a hot bath was okay because the water gradually starts to get cold where in a hot tub, it's like a consistent warm, I don't know, temperature. Isn't it like 102 that you're supposed to keep it below? Mine was probably 105 because <laughs> I come out looking like a lobster. Me too. But I would do that too. But <laughs> also my OB told me part of your body's out of the water. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're not 
I'm hopefully I'm not giving like, don't take my advice. <laughs> we follow, are not doctors. Follow your OB's <laughs> advice. But um, <laughs> that your whole body, if your whole body's not submerged. And it's regulating. And it's able yeah. to cool itself off to some degree that it's, yeah, mm-hmm. not so bad. And also like the exposure time, like how mm-hmm. long you're yeah. in. That That's true. Sense. Hot of a temperature. Now that you guys are saying that, I, I did sit in the hot tub not knowing that I was pregnant. Poor little Zoe. <laughs> that little <laughs> we, egg. That little egg. She had no idea. We had no idea. Um, yeah, it's too funny. Thinking back, you know, yeah. you get these memories that pop up and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And they're all he- healthy and happy. I mean, I mean, like you, we worked at a residential facility for traumatized children as well. And so I think intentionally making sure that my home environment and my friends, social group and family group were really healthy because mm-hmm. yeah. when you are in a stressful situation for mm-hmm. eight, nine hours a day at mm-hmm. work, compartmentalizing is super important. You have to have balance. Yeah. And exercising. I didn't add that. I worked out quite a bit prior to that, but just because we were getting married and mm-hmm. wanted to look nice. I mean, I'm fairly healthy anyways, but there were things that I definitely eliminated. So mm-hmm. I was a, a rule follower when the doctor was like, here are the list of things that you should not eat. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I will not eat those things until the baby is born. And so one of those was sandwich meat. I am like Joey from friends. It's like my favorite food. Really? I love sandwiches. <laughs> I like I love yucky. them. <laughs> oh. I love them. And so it was funny because it was torturous for me to not have like deli meat Um, and literally on the way home from the hospital after delivering Zoe, we stopped at a sandwich shop Oh gosh! and I remember (laughs) sitting in the back seat, just full of angst. I was so anxious and terrified. Like we have this little baby. I don't know what to do with her. I'm totally freaked out, but I need a sandwich. (laughs) I'm sitting in the back of the car with little (laughs) Zoe and I'm eating my sandwich. It was like such this mixed message, not message, but mixed emotions of like pleasure eating my sandwich and fear of going home without the nurses and doctors to be like, here's what you do. (laughs) But I have my sandwich. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, I have a funny story. This was nothing that Sean and I communicated while, you know, kind of carrying the baby, but Sean didn't like that I drove. So he would literally drive me to and from work. So wait a minute. When you were pregnant? (laughs) When I was with our first, so with Andrew. That's hilarious. He would drive me 30 minutes out to work and then come in the middle of the night and pick me up from work because he was afraid I'd be behind the wheel and something could happen. Oh, so it was just like he wanted, he wanted to, to protect safe. the baby. Yeah. Oh, so, protect the mama. So right. Sweet. Right. And sweet. also totally logical. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. I'm getting in an accident. <laughs> Are the same, right? Yeah, I mean, but he didn't like a terrible driver, wheel to you? push on oh, my belly. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Okay. So we didn't plan that, but he was adamant. And who that, knows? Maybe yeah. there was, maybe that was correct. Like he kept you safe and something happened. I have no idea. Did that drive you crazy, or did you like it? No, I hate driving, so it was oh, great. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> I love so being chauffeured around. <laughs> I mean, a little strange, but that's okay. We were so in love and so excited to have that first baby come that it didn't matter. Ellen, because he worked days and I worked nights, it was just a little extra time in in the car with each other. That's Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think Adam would want to do that. Okay. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Randall, <laughs> what? Why can't you drive? Yeah. Well, you know, because it could be unsafe. It could be harmful. It's not safe. <laughs> like, just get in the car and go, Gretch. <laughs> Funny. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Oh, I'm sending it now. <laughs> um, I think it's important that we also talk about smoking mm-hmm. um, because I know that that's kind of a hot topic, especially here with um, marijuana being mm-hmm. legal mm-hmm. Right. and talking about drinking because I know that there's a lot of opinions about drinking alcohol mm-hmm. um, while pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, for me, my thought process, and again, because I worked with traumatized children and saw the effects of alcohol in utero, I had like a zero, mm-hmm. I, a zero, I will not consume anything because I just never knew, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just don't know. And right. one of the things that I find is that my idea of a glass of wine may be very different than your idea of a glass of wine, which That's may true. be different than your idea of a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. And so for me, a glass of wine would be anywhere from like four to six ounces. Mm -hmm. Right. But for other people, it might be be the standard. Yeah. You think half a pint. Yes, exactly. Right. (laughs) And I remember talking to my OB during that time and she told me like, there's no ethical way to study how much alcohol you need to consume in order to Mm -hmm. cause any kind of damage. Mm -hmm. And so that always like played in the back of my head. And for me, I'm not a big drinker anyways. Like Mm -hmm. when I drink, it's very socially, or I may have like a beer at dinner once a week. Like it's just not in my lifestyle, but I know for other people, and, and even studies have come out. It's like one glass of wine a day won't hurt mm-hmm. you or a beer yeah. a day won't hurt you. And I always like want there to be like a cautionary, but what does that one drink look like for you? Mm-hmm. And right. like, are you considering at 1130 PM is a drink and then at 1201, you can have another drink, you know, like, right. I think if you drink even prior to that and then back off there's ways that you can kind of talk yourself into it's okay to have Mm -hmm. this to drink and that's one of the things that we want to talk about is supporting Mm -hmm. women who do drink excessively or drink after they've had a baby and what does that look like and Mm -hmm. how to support some of that anxiety and then for me I didn't smoke marijuana very much even prior to that and I don't don't smoke anyway so that is not a that wasn't something for me, but I know that it's something that other people rub up against now. And what does that look like? Yeah, and absolutely. what did it look like for for both of you? Well, I think that is a wise and I would say like cautious uh, way to proceed. I, I did drink. I did not drink. I would never drink any like hard spirits. I would drink wine or I would drink beer. And I did talk to my OB about mm-hmm. that. And I would always only have one, but I, it was a big part of my social life and Mm -hmm. it was um, something that, you know, I don't know, I guess it's just habitual, like it's a Mm -hmm. habit and something I'm accustomed to doing. And, um, I would never drink to the point that I felt any effects of the alcohol. And that was something that my OB shared too, was like, if you're feeling a buzz, the baby feels double. So I would never feel, I would never drink to the point that I felt intoxicated. Um, So I would have, you know, a glass of wine at dinner or a glass of wine when we went to a party. But then it got to the point where because I am a drinker, like I, 
I was like, well, what's the point? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I can't can't feel a little loose, like I'm not going to do it. So then I got to the point where I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't even bother Mm -hmm. um, because it was almost more like, it was more like, okay, you can have a sliver of this cake, but you can't have a whole piece. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I was like, well, then I just, no, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that so that, I mean, I definitely though was also liberal across the board on all of it. I yeah. ate lunch meat. I ate all cheeses. I ate sushi. And I did talk to my doctor about all of that. And I, 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 I adore my doctor and I trust him wholly. And I know that, you know, I'm not going to share his name because I don't want to give him a bad <laughs> rap. But he, you know, he would say things like, Gretchen, what do you think everybody in Japan eats? Mm-hmm. Like, sushi. it's fine. Sure. It, you'd mm-hmm. go to a good sushi restaurant. Don't go to someplace on Colfax, right. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so I, di- I really did. I feel that if you eat intuitively, you know, if something like there were times where I put something in my mouth and I was like, no, no, that just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. And I would need it if it was an oyster or it was a piece of fish or, you know, something just didn't jive. And a lot of that's because your senses are so hyperactive. So yeah, I have mm-hmm. a kind of a, had a different experience. Right. But... Well, and I think it's so funny because when you talk about that or like the the shift, the reframe of what do other people in different countries, you know, eat. I also just think about like our grandparents, yeah, you know, definitely. when there wasn't research about all of that. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, most everybody came out. I did a lot well. of that. Considering, yeah. <laughs> you know, how yeah. was it when mm-hmm. our parents were mm-hmm. bringing us up? How was yeah. it when they were being brought up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of that. And we're in the first world, right? So mm-hmm. like we don't, and so my doctor also shared with me, like the majority of the reason that they tell you to avoid all those things besides mercury, right? Like with shellfish mm-hmm. and things like that is listeria. It's all about one potential foodborne illness. And that's hardly... all that's about. It's about like you could get sick and you could vomit and get dehydrated and that could put the pregnancy at risk. That's all, all of that's about. Mm-hmm. So when I learned that, I was like, well, this seems like a big overreaction. I agree. <laughs> and it's not real prevalent, right? Yeah. We are pretty yeah. hyper conscious about germs and mm-hmm. cleanliness mm-hmm. and well, and again, there's just so much judgment mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. other women who are mm-hmm. pregnant and you are watching people mm-hmm. eating or drinking or whatever. Oh, I yeah. remember um, I got Zoe was due in July and it was it's so hot when you're pregnant over the summer. And yeah. I went to a restaurant and I ordered a um, like a pina colada, but a virgin pina colada. And oh. it came out in this big, you know, cup and it was so <laughs> hot. And I just remember drinking it. And my, you know, my belly's all out. There was two women in a booth beside me and I could hear them just talking so much smack about me. And, yeah. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to be like, oh, my God. It's virgin. Yeah, it's virgin and cut it out, you know, or um, or standing in line at a Starbucks and, you know, I had like a a grandma age lady, you know, be like, you understand there's caffeine in that. And I'm like, just pretty sensitive. Yeah. Like I got that too. Like somebody was like decaf and I was like, no. Yeah. And and she was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm, I am sure. (laughs) I, I have doctor's permission, eight Mm -hmm. ounces a day. 
<laughs> like, but she had to have been like 22. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't know her history. It yeah. did not appear to be somebody who had Older and wiser. had a child. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad. People are so judgmental. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the world. Yeah. So yeah. what did you do? You know, um, I wasn't a huge drinker to begin with and didn't drink at all during my pregnancies, didn't miss it. But my OB, and he's retired now, so I think he was very liberal, but he um, said, you know, glass of wine a day would be fine. Mm -hmm. And kind of always said, if you're feeling uncomfortable from your pregnancy, a glass of wine is probably the best way to relieve that discomfort. That's so interesting. So mine mm-hmm. did too. He said it relaxes the uterus. Yeah. And he, he also said, if you think you're having contractions and you're going into labor, don't call the hospital until you've had a glass of wine. Really? Yeah. And so he said, have a glass of wine. If the contractions continue, then you are going into labor. If the contractions go away, you're fine. Interesting. So I'd always kept that in mind, but no, I just didn't, it wasn't a desire of mine, Mm -hmm. but there, there were still indulgences. I am a huge sugar addict Mm -hmm. trying to give it up right now. But when I was pregnant, I was craving every day Slurpees, (laughs) slushies, (laughs) shaved ice, snow cones, any, yeah, Yeah. all flavored ice. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't could not give that up. So we lived in a really kind of transitional part of town at the time. And we'd have the little snow cone carts walking up oh, and yeah. down our streets. Mm-hmm. And I tell you the bell was Pavlov's <laughs> <laughs> training oh for me. I just, yep. Oh. I heard that bell. I was outside getting a snow cone. So I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was my thing. I did um, pina coladas. Like anything that was pina colada flavored and cold mm-hmm. and icy. Yeah. yeah. I remember almost every night I would take my niece because she was living with us. My sister and my niece were. And I would be like, let's go to the store. We need to go get Some pina mix. colada mix. <laughs> and she would just like laugh. And I'm like, let's go. We need to be a pic- picture of it. <laughs> so yeah. It was, yeah. But then it was like when she was born, I didn't need it anymore. Did she right. smell like a pina colada? <laughs> no, she should have. That would have been nice. Pineapple <laughs> cup lictor. <laughs> that's funny but you guys both had summer were those both summers mine were fall babies oh really yeah yeah because when do we do mine is may with tatum may and then august is august Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. easy to remember Mm -hmm. yeah but i ate a lot of ice cream and I, I blizzards specifically, <laughs> and I would put, or I would get an Oreo blizzard, but then also put Reese's peanut butter cups, which oh, nice. I, I yeah. am a strong. I recommend that highly. <laughs> it's a very good combo. Yeah, I was more salty. Yeah, I just wanted chips you know, besides the pina colada. So I had a summer baby and a winter baby and it was, the cravings were very similar. Yeah. And, um, just kind of on the topic of like, what did we give up or what did we add? I think talking about food like that and being cognizant of weight gain oh, yeah. oh gosh. during our pregnancies too. <laughs> yeah. um, Cause that was the one, th- another thing that my OB would say is you're not eating for two. Like no, don't no, have 500 that. extra calories a day is all. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of the, you're eating for two yeah. mentality. Cause and that's I, tough stuff. I mm-hmm. think at a baseline I eat 
in <laughs> excess of 500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, if sure. we go on, oh, on yeah. a 2000 calorie a day diet, oh, yeah. I easily eat more than that on mm-hmm. the regular. Yeah. So there, there really isn't a need to eat any extra. No. I mean, yeah. especially in our culture. Yeah. I, feel like. I think unless you're underweight, which doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. If you're underweight, I mean, there might be something else going on mm. around that. Maybe you already have maybe an underlying eating disorder or worried about self-image stuff anyways. But mm-hmm. um, I've also known people who the doctors are like, you have to eat this. And and that was my case with Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor would get upset with me because I would come in and they're like, you are not gaining the weight that you need to. And it wasn't that I had an eating disorder or anything. My heartburn was so bad. I didn't want to eat. Everything hurt. Everything. It was like I would, you know, eat a chip and I would have the worst case of heartburn. And I, I would say probably like seven months into my pregnancy, my doctor was like, you suck it up. And they were oh. so mean about it. They were like, you suck and it's it up. Worse the end. Yeah. They're like, you only have a couple more months. Oh, no. You have to, uh-huh. you have to eat. And, mm-hmm. and I would, I was gaining weight, but not the recommended amount of weight that they wanted. And so mm-hmm. it was like game on at that point. And Randall would eat with me sometimes too. Like, okay, we're going to gain this weight. We're going to gain this weight. But it just was so painful all the time. It was like chocolate milk was my best friend because it was the only thing that would soothe that, that heartburn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then with Adler, I had heartburn that bad, but I had a little bit more weight on me when I got pregnant. So it wasn't like such a hard thing to get to the weight that I, they wanted me to be, mm-hmm. but that was hard. Like just mm-hmm. getting kind of berated by my OB of like, yeah. you have to gain this much weight. And it wasn't anything you were doing intentionally. No. Yeah. yeah. That's gotta be tough. Yeah. Well, I didn't have those issues. I you ate didn't. plenty, gained plenty, mm-hmm. weighed the most I had ever weighed in my whole life with Andrew. And then with Carter, definitely went about it that I wasn't eating for two, probably gained 20 pounds during that pregnancy. But the first pregnancy gained 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I was having a sugar baby too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Was he a big baby? No, both boys average, like, yeah. I don't know, seven pounds, maybe eight ounces, somewhere in there. And then they were tall, long, long babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Just eating, eating, eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably eating a lot of carbs too back then. Oh, I love carbs. Yeah. A lot of pasta. I can't give up carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gained 35 pounds with Tatum. I don't remember how many, how much I gained with August, but I definitely felt worse with August. Mm-hmm. It was just so much harder. I think, yeah. I think being older, having a toddler, and I don't know, I'll j- just a combination of those two things. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, it was, it, it was a struggle. That pregnancy was a struggle. It was mm-hmm. a hard pregnancy. Yeah. Nothing was wrong. It just it was uncomfortable. I, it was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was huge. You remember how big mm-hmm. I was? You were adorable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was enormous. I, I remember enormous. one of our coworkers, JB, 
Uh-huh. She was, oh my gosh, we had a coworker and she said, how tall do you think she is? 5'10". Uh-huh. So she's tall. Yeah. And I remember, God, she went over, she was overdue and she was miserable and she gained a ton of weight as well. Mm-hmm. But she also had a 10. Oh, was God, he more geez. than 10 He pounds? was huge. She gave birth to a three-month-old. And he was enormous. <laughs> yes. And her her delivery oh, was such a nightmare. I'm mean, Yeah. Horrifying. Uh, but I just remember we had a check-in one day, and our check-in was like, if you were an instrument, what would you be? And she was like, a tuba and blow this baby right out of my body. <laughs> she was done. <laughs> poor girl. Like, you could just see her come in, and she just, like, the water gain and the weight gain and being yeah. as tall. And, and her significant other was, like, six seven. Like, he's a giant, wow. too. Yeah. yeah. They were big. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I felt so bad for her. It was like we all just willed that baby to come uh-huh. out. Like, right. Oh, you can't take anymore. <laughs> and it, she was overdue. She yeah. Passed. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And they undermeasured the baby. Mm-hmm. And so she ended oh, up having this horrific labor where she labored for like two and a half days. <laughs> was mean, she able to have it naturally? Uh-huh. Oh, no. And after was, all of that. Yeah. And the C-section, the doctors broke some of her ribs because oh, they couldn't get the baby. I mean, it sounds horrific. It was really terrible. Yeah. I felt so bad for her. I know. Yeah. But that, I mean, gosh, it happened. It happened. Yeah. So... Can you guys think of anything else that maybe you added or subtracted oh, during well, your pregnancy? I have a funny thing about prenatal vitamins. Oh, I love Oh, yeah. So for, uh, so I took prenatal vitamins. I took an organic one, kind of a pricey one from Whole Foods. And I, I took them for um, six months before I realized that I was taking a half dose. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing so good. <laughs> I had a total meltdown. You were I was the baby. sobbing, and Adam was like, Gretchen, it's fine. And I'm like, it's not fine. It's like the one thing I'm supposed to be doing for the baby, and I got it wrong, and I haven't even had her yet. Or I didn't know it was her, but uh-huh. I was like, I'm I'm, I'm going to text um, the doctor right now. And he was like, I'm pretty sure this can wait till next visit. I was like, well, I can't relax. <laughs> and so I texted him. And he was like, it's fine. The baby's <laughs> fine. No problem. And then after, when I finally met with him, he was, or, you know, I must've had an appointment like the next week or something. He was like, so you live in a developed country and you have a healthy, relatively healthy diet. I mean, cut back on the blizzards, but otherwise <laughs> you're doing pretty good. He was Pretty's like, <laughs> you are getting all the nutrients you need for that baby. Mm-hmm. He yeah. said that there's not even like solid research, he said, to to indicate that prenatals even do anything. Wow. Because you already have everything you need. And if you didn't have what you but needed, I think the, preface, the folic acid. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I also think we need to take into account of your diet, mm-hmm. right? Because your diet may be very different mm-hmm. than Absolutely. somebody else's totally. diet. So, and that's I, socioeconomic too. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So just those of you who are listening to this, I want to say, you <laughs> do know, take them. Yes, do take them. Do take them. But if you are healthy and you know that you mm-hmm. have a healthy diet, you know, then I would say kind of use it at your own 
Yeah. You know, if you would like to take it. But if you know that your diet is not healthy for whatever reason, then keep those coming. Keep it coming. Yeah. It's funny. Like what, what variety, like what kind, I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like you walk into that aisle and there's like 50 different types that you can take. And it's like, you know, you want the good ones. So then you'll go for like the expensive ones. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just, and I think too, like it can't, it can do no harm. It's yeah. only upside. So yep. you may as well do it. You yep. should do it to prepare your body. And mm-hmm. you should also, it's maybe not all about what the baby needs as much as probably the maybe mom yeah. too yeah. is getting depleted, mm-hmm. you know? So I think they are a good idea. And I did start taking the recommended amount. <laughs> well, I have a different experience with prenatal vitamins. I had a hard time taking them. They made me sick. Mm-hmm. And so with you know, advice from the OB. I just did a women's one a day okay. and that was fine. Again, though, assuming that my diet was healthy, was going to compensate mm-hmm. for maybe what I was missing in those prenatal mm-hmm. vitamins. But yeah, I didn't experience morning sickness unless I took a prenatal vitamin. Did you guys so. continue the prenatal when you were <laughs> breastfeeding? Yep. Uh-huh. I yeah, did. I did yeah. too. Pretty common. And I think that some, I've heard some people take them like all through postpartum, mm-hmm. like no. up to like the whole time that they're nursing that, and that was my up problem. to a year. Maybe I should have taken them yeah. through postpartum. Maybe one thing to yeah. research, I guess. Thank you guys for listening. If we need to come and address this topic again, we <laughs> will, but we appreciate your time and thanks for listening to us. That concludes our episode for today. Thank you for listening to Parenting Naked Collaborative. To learn more about Parenting Naked Collaborative, visit us on the web at www.parentingnaked.com or follow us on Facebook at Parenting Naked. Thanks so much and have a great day.